It's the odd, odd, odd to Newfoundland. Ghostly greetings from your host, Jonathan. 31 days of Halloween. <laughs> You know, it's one thing to be a murderer, but to be an ex-murderer takes a lot of work and a lot of passion. Anyway, let's chop through this one, because imagine a hundred years of terror, all linked to the same murderer, the ex-murderer who got away. Oh boy, guys, you better lock your doors. One hundred years. One hundred years is a long time. A family of six was murdered by ex with little-known town. Of Villesca, Iowa. Might these killings be linked to nine other similar crimes shortly after midnight on June 10th, 1912? 100 years ago, more than that, 110 years ago now, a stranger hefting an axe lifted the latch in the back door of a two-story timber house in a little Iowa town of Villesca. The door was not locked. Crime was not the sort of thing you worried about in a modestly prosperous midway settlement of no more than 2,000 people all known to one another by sight, and the visitor was able to slip inside silently, close the door behind them. Then, according to a reconstruction attempt by the owner, he took an oil lamp from a dresser, removed the chimney, and placed it out and way under the chair, bent the wick in two to minimize flame, lit the lamp, and turned it down. Lo, it cast only the faintest glimmer in the sleeping house. Still carrying his sharp axe, the stranger walked past one room in which two girls, twelve and nine, lay sleeping, and slipped up the narrow wooden stairs that led to two other bedrooms. He ignored one in which four more young children were sleeping and crept into the room in which 43-year-old Joel Moore lay next to his wife Sarah. Raising the axe high above his head, so high it could gouge the ceiling, the man brought it, flecked the blade down right on Joel Moore's head, crushing his skull and probably killing him instantly. Then he struck Sarah a blow before she had time to wake to register his appearance. The Moore House in 1912, one of the town's larger and better appointed properties, still stands today and has been turned into Villisca's premier tourist attraction. For a price, visitors can stay in the house overnight. There is no shortage of interested parties as this place is purportedly haunted. Leaving the couple dead or dying, the killer went next door and used the axe, Joe's own, probably taken from where it had been left in the coal shed, to kill the four more children as they slept. Once again, there is no evidence that Herman, Catherine, Boyd, or Paul woke before they died, nor did the assailant or any of the other children make sufficient enough noise to disturb Catherine's two friends, Lena and Ina Stillinger, as they slept downstairs. The killer then descended the stairs and took his axe to the Stillinger girls, the elder who may have finally awakened an instant before she too was murdered. What happened next marked the killings as truly peculiar and still sent shivers down the spine a century after the fact. The X-Men went back upstairs and systematically reduced the heads of all six moors to a bloody pulp, striking Joe alone an estimated 30 times and leaving the faces of all six members of the family completely unrecognizable. He then drew up the bedclothes to cover Joe and Sarah's shadows' heads, placed a gauze undershirt over Herman's face and a dress over Catherine's, covered board and Paul's well, and finally administered the same terrible post-mortem punishment to the girls downstairs before touring the house and ritually hanging clothes over every mirror and piece of glass in it. At some point, the killer also took a two-pound slab of uncooked bacon from the icebox, wrapped it in a towel, and left it on the floor of the downstairs bedroom close to a short piece of keychain that did not apparently belong to the Moors. He seems to have stayed inside the house for quite some time, filling a bowl of water and some later reports said washing his bloody hands in it, 
Sometime after 5 a.m., he abandoned the lamp at the top of the stairs and left as silently as he come, locking the doors behind him. Taking the house keys, the murderer vanished as the Sunday sun rose in the sky. Man, that's crazy. But it gets crazier. It really does. Because this killer went on several sprees afterwards. And most of these sprees are all connected with a very, very eerily similar murder, well, taking place in each one. The head's bashed. No limbs separate, just the head's bashed him with the back end of an axe, not the sharp end, the back end. And apparently he kept that axe as well as he went along. These murders went on in this village for a few weeks and were sporadically reported in certain states close to it as well. And... They've all been linked to the same person, yet nobody ever knew who this person was. So, just remember, there might be an axe murderer out there, kind of hanging out just waiting to get you this Halloween. <laughs> anyway, guys, I hope your heads don't get chopped off between now and tomorrow, because I'll be back with another episode. Take care.